0: It's Dramatic Listening, the podcast where you learn English by listening to radio plays. I'm your host and teacher, Wendy Lambert. Welcome back to Dramatic Listening. This is the second episode of our Poirot story, The Careless Victim, and I'm calling this one, Sounds Suspicious. Dramatic listening radio plays are serialized. What I mean is, I take a radio play and I cut it up into several parts. And then, we only cover one part in each episode of Dramatic Listening. So, if this is your first time listening to Poirot and The Case of the Careless Victim, then you should go back to episode 75 and start at the beginning of the story. You'll recall from last time that Perrault had just moved to New York, and he was looking for an apartment. In the meantime, he was staying in a hotel. He helped an older woman open the door to her hotel room, and they found a body inside. After questioning her and looking around the room, Poirot determined that the murder had not taken place in that room. This was just the place where the murderer had dumped the body. Poirot wants to take the elevator down to the hotel lobby to meet the police. While waiting for the elevator. He explains to Miss Fletcher how he knows her room was not the actual crime scene. At this point in the investigation, everyone is a suspect, even the elevator man. He's able to offer an explanation for his whereabouts, but, well, I'll let you decide if you believe him or not. We'll listen to scene three shortly, but first we have 12 new words to learn. If you want to read along, you want to see those new words and the Radio Play transcript, then you could listen to Dramatic Listening on the podcast Source app. In that way, you'd be able to get the bonus PDF as well. And just a reminder that these words are all posted on Quizlet. So if you're a Chinese speaker, you could learn these words with English, Chinese, flashcards, and games at wwwdramaticlisteningcom Quizlet. Okay, key words. Our first word is sheltered. And we're looking at it as a passive verb. So to be sheltered means to be protected, protected from harm, perhaps from the weather, perhaps from any social harm that could happen to you outside. So to be sheltered, zhidang in Chinese, uh, could mean to be given a place to stay and taken care of by someone. Bei rong liu. The hikers found a cave where they were sheltered from the storm. Sheltered. Word number two, repose. Repose is a very formal way to say lie down, rest. Tang xia or 使休息 The painting was of a man reposed on the sofa. So there's a man lying on a sofa. Repose. Word number three, polish. Polish means to rub something with a cloth and make it shine. Ca liang. Or, you really should polish those shoes and make them shine. They're looking old. Polish. Word number four, disarranged. If something is arranged, it's in a tidy, neat order. But if it's disarranged, it's been moved out of its proper place. It's in a mess. Nong Luan. The woman's hair was disarranged as if she'd just crawled out of bed. Disarranged. Word number five, garments. Garments, another word for clothes or clothing. Yishuang. I have a few garments to pick up at the dry cleaners. Garments. Word number six, trousers. Trousers. This is another word for pants. Chongku. She seldom wears trousers. Trousers. She usually wears a dress, trousers. Word number seven trace. Here we're using trace as a noun, and when it's a noun it means a little bit that got left behind. A trace su or hunji. There's a trace of blood on the carpet trace. Word number eight, rust. Rust is the result of the metal iron being exposed to moisture and oxygen. So if you leave something made of metal outside, it gets wet in the rain, then afterwards it will rust. It will get rust on it. So this word could be a noun, and it could also be a verb. Tia xiu, or xiu ban, in Chinese. The old bike had been abandoned long ago. It was covered in rust, and both tires were flat. Rust. Word number nine is a phrase, every once in a while. That means occasionally, now and then. We have several ways to say that in Chinese. 哦 o ran, o ar, o huo, or 見貨. He wasn't much of a reader, but every once in a while he'd pick up a novel Every once in a while. Number 10, another phrase, go on the fritz. To go on the fritz means that something mechanical is out of order, it has stopped working. Chu Mao Bing or Shirling. The refrigerator has gone on the fritz. We have to get it fixed right away, or the food will go bad. Go on the fritz. Word number eleven, indicator. An indicator is a pointer, or perhaps it's a light, but it's something that shows the state or condition of a piece of equipment, probably. In Chinese, we could call it "jushi chi." The indicator on the gas meter shows that my car is almost out of gas. The indicator. Word number twelve: flop. Flop. Primarily, flop means to fall down, like a rabbit's ears might. Flop. He might have floppy ears. Diào in Chinese, but flop can also mean to fail or to be a failure. bai or zha. Oh, that play was a real flop. I performed so poorly. Flop. Well, that's it for our new words. Um, I do have a few questions on the PDF, but I'm just going to leave that out, uh, not do it like last time, but go back to the old way. And uh, we'll listen now to Act 1, Scene 3. This scene is very short, just one and a half minutes long. Are you ready? Let's listen.
1: Right, Mr. Perot, now that you've got the corpse safely locked in my room and us outside, what am I supposed to do? Sleep on the fire escape? I do not think that will be necessary, Mamselle. You are coming with me to the lobby where we shall wait for my friend, Inspector Stevens. He will see that you are comfortably sheltered for the night.
2: Oh. Uh, tell me, Mr. Perot, how did you figure out that the murder took place upstairs?
1: Is it not apparent, Miss Crusher? Uh, please to squeeze the bell for the elevator. I look out of your window and observe the fire escapes. And what do I find? Everywhere the dust reposes peacefully. Well, naturally. Help is too busy to polish fire escapes. Ah, ma'am, but on one stairway, the one leading up from your window, all is disarranged. There is a broad clear path through the dust. And it is precisely the width of a human body. And since the path extends only to the floor above, it is obvious the body has been dragged down from room 615. Also... On the garments of the dead man, on the proud zelf, the left elbow, and across the shoulder, there are unmistakable traces of rust. <laughs> ah, voila, the elevator. Going down. Monsieur, would you be good enough to explain why you were so long in arriving? Huh? Oh, uh, it's a old car. Every once in a while it goes on a fret. Comment? On the free uh, out of order. Yeah, it got stuck on the night. You have been on the night floor all this time? Yeah, that's right. That is difficult to believe. Why? Because the indicator has been pointing to the basement. Oh, that indicator. As soon as anything goes wrong, it flops. I am not so sure that is true of the indicator. But, unquestionably, monsieur, it is true of the too clever murder. As soon as anything goes wrong, it flops.
0: And now it's time for the walkthrough. Miss Fletcher has been inconvenienced. There's a body in her room, and it can't be moved until the police say so. Now what is she supposed to do? Where is she supposed to sleep? She sarcastically suggests that maybe she should sleep on the fire escape, the stairs on the outside of the building. Poirot tells her not to worry. The police will find her a place to stay. She will be sheltered for the night. Being sheltered means being protected from the weather and from any other kind of danger. So, 只当 in Chinese, or she'll be given a place to stay. liao. She asks Poirot, how he figured out that the murder took place upstairs. Poirot thought it was obvious. It was obvious to him, so he thinks everyone can easily see it. They're at the elevator, and he tells her to push the button. He says, squeeze the button. This sounds funny in English. The collocation isn't right. It's probably a carryover from his first language French. He explains that he looked at the fire escape outside her window and noticed that it was dusty. He says the dust reposes peacefully Tung In English the word repose is very formal. He should have said lie. The dust lies undisturbed. No one has washed the fire escape stairs for some time. Miss Fletcher thinks, Well, yeah, that's normal. Who has time to polish the fire escape? Who has time to rub the stairs with a cloth and make them shine? Ca liang or mo guang. There are more important cleaning jobs to do. Poirot then tells her he noticed that the stairs leading upstairs had been used. The dust was disarranged. It was moved out of its proper place. It was in a mess. Nong Luan. It has been disturbed, moved from its natural place. So what he saw was a path through the dust. Something had been dragged either up or down the stairs. The path was as wide as a person, a body. The path through the dust only went up to the next floor, and the body was in her room, so he knew the body had been dragged from the floor above down to her room. He also looked at the body in her room and noticed that the garments, his clothes, ishang, his trousers, his pants, chongku, and his jacket had traces a little bit, traces of rust on them. A trace is that little bit that got left behind, si or hunji. And rust is that brown coating that you might see on iron after it's been left outside. Tiaoxiu, so he saw traces of rust, tiaoxiu de hunji, on the dead man's clothes. Puerou shi shuti chuan de yifushang, youi xie The elevator finally arrives, and there's an attendant inside. His job is to operate the elevator. Back in the 1940s, when this play was set, elevators were not automatic like they are today. Poirot asks this man, what took him so long? The man answers, oh, it's this old car. Every once in a while, it goes on the fritz. A box that transports people or things is called a car, just like a train car. So the elevator is also called a car. So he says, this is an old car, this is an old elevator. And every once in a while, sometimes, occasionally, now and then, O'Ran, it doesn't work quite right. It goes on the fritz. It stops working. It's out of order. Chu Mao Bing. Sometimes it breaks. Poirot doesn't know this phrase, on the fritz, because it's slang. He asks in French, comment? Which means what? What? What's that mean? Miss Fletcher gives him the more formal way of saying it. It's out of order, she says, and he understands. The elevator attendant says he was stuck on the ninth floor. Poirot says that's hard to believe because the indicator, the pointer that shows which floor the elevator's on now chi showed that he was in the basement all that time. The elevator attendant tells him, You can't trust the indicator. When the elevator breaks, the indicator flops. It falls down and points to the basement. No matter where the elevator car actually is. Poro clearly states that he doesn't know if he should believe this explanation or not. But he says it is true of other things. As soon as one little thing goes wrong, everything flops. This is the other meaning of flop everything fails. Sure, bye. And this, he says, is true of the clever murder, too. Poirot is saying the killer's whole plan will fail, sure or Za and he'll get caught. So if the elevator man is involved in the murder, this is meant to scare him. Poirot is just waiting for the murderer to slip up to make one little mistake, and then his whole plan will flop. Well, that's it for the walkthrough. Let's listen again to Act 1, Scene 3.
2: Right, right, Mr. Perot. Now that you've got the court safely locked in my room and us outside, what am I supposed to do? Sleep on the fire escape? I do not think that will be necessary, mademoiselle. You are coming with me to the lobby where we shall wait for my friend, Inspector Stevens. He will see that you are comfortably sheltered for the night. Oh. Uh, tell me, Mr. Perot. How would you figure out that the murder took place upstairs? Is it not apparent, Miss Crusher? Uh, please to squeeze the bell for the elevator? I look out of your window and observe the fire escapes. And what do I find? Everywhere, the dust reposes peacefully. Well,
1: naturally. The help is too busy to
2: polish fire escapes. Ah, ma'am, but on one stairway, the one leading up from your window, all is disarranged. There is a broad, clear path through the dust, and it is precisely the width of a human body. And since the path extends only to the floor above, it is obvious the body has been dragged down from room 615. Also, on the garments of the dead man, on the frouze, the left elbow, and across the shoulder. There are unmistakable traces of rust. What? Ah, voila, the elevator. Going down. Monsieur, would you be good enough to explain why you were so long in arriving? Huh? Oh, uh, it's this old car. Every once in a while it goes on a fret. Come On the fritz? Uh, I'll go order. Yeah, it got stuck on the night. You have been on the night floor all this time? Yeah, that's right. That is difficult to believe. Why? Because the indicator has been pointing to the basement. Ah, oh, that indicator. As soon as anything goes wrong, it flops. I am not so sure that is true of the indicator. But, unquestionably, monsieur, it is true of the too clever murder. As soon as anything goes wrong, it flops.
0: So, what do you think? Is the elevator attendant the murderer? Was he really on the ninth floor? or was he in the basement? Or maybe he sent the elevator down to the basement and he was really in the room above Miss Fletcher's. Of course, he was able to explain the problem with the indicator. But do you believe him? Please leave your comment below the show notes at www.DramaticListening.com slash DL078 or on my Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Dramatic Listening. I would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying Dramatic Listening, please leave a review on iTunes. It would help other people find the podcast and also be a great encouragement to me. And remember, the vocabulary for this episode is all posted on Quizlet. So if you're a Chinese speaker, you could learn these words with English, Chinese, flashcards, and games at www.dramaticlistening.com slash quizlet and if you want the bonus PDF I mentioned at the beginning then listen to Dramatic Listening on the Podcast Source app you can find that on the Apple App Store the Google Play, the Amazon App Store and the Windows App Store and once you have the app you can download that bonus PDF. And have you listened to Dramatic Listening on Stitcher yet? Stitcher is radio on demand. Stitcher streams the broadcast, so you won't have to waste time downloading files, and you won't have to use up memory on your smartphone. You'll find a link to Stitcher in my show notes at DramaticListening.com. Well, folks, that is it for this episode. Thanks for joining me again this week. Come back again in two weeks when this story will be continued. Bye for now.